Welcome to that weekend feeling with Darren Mann. It is that weekend feeling with Darren Mann, and we're focusing on rugby today. One of the biggest stories in SA Rugby administration this year was Master Cannon, the EP Rugby president, being suspended by the national body Saru for a period of two years. Just recently, his place in the hot seat has been taken over by George Malchas. We refer to him as the acting president of EP Rugby Union, and he joins us now on that weekend feeling. George, thanks for your time. These are tumultuous times, to say the least. Yes, I certainly agree. Uh, it's very tumultuous. As from the 27th of September, things just started happening. That's when we received the judgment or the ruling from the appeals committee. And we had to scramble and put in place a measures to ensure that the show goes on. Uh, understanding that as from the 28th, Masdor was no longer uh, deemed to be the president of the executive and of the union. Also understanding that there's a constitution that we have to abide by and the constitution basically prescribes that I then become the acting president. Uh, so yes, as on the 28th, it started moving at, at breakneck speed. Um, teams had to be selected, payments had to be made, um, and a lot of administration work had to be done. So yeah, it took a few days to find my feet in some of these issues. Remember that Masdorp was instrumental in, in, in arranging all of these matters that were outstanding. So some of the projects had to be closed off and also to ensure that we continue, you know, we're at the, at the crucial stage now where we, we're busy signing players for the new season. And that process, although ongoing, was urgent because if you don't sign the player today, someone else grabs him tomorrow. And yeah, but, but now... You know, a few days later, say going in, I can truly say that I've received great support from other members of the EXCO. Everybody's had hands on deck, and we, we're pulling it together. Oh, it's all, all hands on deck, and everybody puts their weight behind the wagon, and we're moving in the right direction. Thank you, Darren. Now, you're the union's acting president, George. Uh, how long will your term be? Will it be until the next executive elections? When would that happen? Uh, okay, that's a, that's a good question. As it is currently in terms of the Constitution, we have to get direction from the General Council, the General Council being the clubs in Eastern Province. So what we have done, uh, we have resolved to have a meeting with the clubs early in November, to be the second week in November, uh, to comply with the Constitution. We have to give notice of, the, of when the meeting is going to happen with sufficient time periods for such notice. So. We sit down for the second week in November. Uh, the position will be put before the clubs. The clubs can then decide that a by-election needs to, to, to be held. Currently, we we somewhat on the back foot in the sense that I'm the elected vice president of the union, and that is why I've been elevated to the president, acting president as it is at the moment. Um, but what happens is that we actually have two vacancies on the executive at the moment. That is the president as well as the deputy president. All things being equal, clubs can decide on November to have by-elections. Also understanding the time frames that goes hand in hand with this, the time for nominations, uh, scrutinizing and validating the nominations. And then if there is to be a, a um, by-election, I think at the very earliest it would be in, in February, because that is when our annual general meeting and the special general meeting can then be out. Um, 
if the clubs are ever should decide that we should not rush into it, uh, it probably our term, my term is actually up in 2025, uh, in February 2025. So if nothing happens, we can continue in this fashion until February 2025, where after there will be general elections, meaning all positions become vacant again and there will be nominations and we will basically do the same process that would, will now happen with the by-election and that means nominations and uh, getting the ball rolling in that direction again. George, now you were part of Master of Cannon's defence team during his protracted legal battle, which ended with an appeal hearing in Cape Town. What is the relationship like at the moment? It was acrimonious for a long time between EP Rugby and the mother body. What is the relationship like at the moment? In order for rugby to function effectively in the province, one would imagine we need a good relationship there. Is it on uh, a good footing? Un- undoubtedly, you know, in order for us to flourish, it is, it is a, a given fact that we need to, to mend our bridges and try and, and re-establish some, some good ground with Saru as it is. Um, at the moment, we've, we've gone to great lengths with that. You know, we've, we've complied in terms of all the requirements, even prior to the outcome of the matter, the, the, the appeal matter. Uh, we've really tried to, to re-establish ourselves in the Saru fold. Uh, we, for that matter, you know, we had a consultant, we appointed a consultant who constantly and consistently was at Saru's door and in ensuring them that we as Eaton Province Rugby Union supports the mother body as it is, notwithstanding the Saru, the, the Masbor Cannon matter at the time, which I found myself being central in at that time as well, uh, being the spearhead of the defense. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's easy, you know, from a professional point of view to, to, to distinguish between your roles as the defense, being an attorney uh, in, in, in Port Elizabeth for many years, and then your role in terms of understanding your duties towards the rugby public and the community at large. So it's easy. It's for me, it's easy. I think I have the sufficient experience to jump between the two seats every now and then. But I think a, a strong move that was made from, from EP immediately after receiving the the uh, outcome of the matter, I discussed with Master and I informed him that I'm in the process of, of sending off correspondence to Saru where we indicated that we acknowledged, respected, and we received the outcome of the matter and that from this point onwards, I will be dealing with all matters. So I think it was a step in the right direction, first of all, to say we, we abide and we respect the decision that was made, we'll abide by it and we'll comply with it. So not to appear to be in any further defiance of Saru. So my view on the matter, Darren, is obviously I've been in contact with Saru quite often as an administrator, as a lawyer as well, but as an administrator, when we are with Saru in meetings, wherever it may be, we've, we've always had cordial, good relationships with them. Um, at the moment, I do believe, however, we, we're at a point where focus is on the World Cup and we all bring our weight behind the World Cup as Eastern Province, and we probably going to have more of contact with Saru once the World Cup is done and things have returned to normal and, and things are a little bit more calm as it is at the moment. I also believe by then 
we will be in a better position as Eastern Province now to, to know exactly where we are and what the mandate from the clubs are at this point in terms of by-elections and, and other issues relating to the matter. Administrators are always primarily judged in two areas, on-field performance and the financials. Give us your thoughts on where EP stands as far as those two uh, elements go at the moment. On-field, it's 2023 this year. I, my personal views, we didn't, we didn't do as well as we should have. Understanding where we ended up in 2022, I expected more of the team in 2023, but we had challenges with that as well. Um, however, I remain positive, and I think in 2023, things are going to look up much better. As I indicated, or I don't, I'm not sure, but we are in the process of contracting players at the moment within a limited budget. The players that we have con- contracted up to now, I think it's the right players for the right time. We have lost a number of players as well. But I think on field 2023 is going to see, a, 2024 is going to see a, land, a change in the landscape of SARP. Um, I'm not sure how much this has been documented documented by now, but 2024 starts off with what is known as the SA Cup. The SA Cup is the 10 provinces in South Africa, excluding the four major franchises, which is the Stormers, the Bulls, the Sharks, and the Lions. The 10 provinces um, will be playing in what is known as an SA Cup. It's a single round where we'll all be playing against each other to determine primarily what happens in 2025. So for 2024, we are aware of the fact that there's, uh, there's more commitments, there's going to be more exposure, there's going to be, we'll have to contract more player personnel and other supporting staff because we're playing 10, nine matches against the remainder of the provinces and the SA Cup and that's, I think, starts in early Feb, runs up until early or late in August, sorry, April. And then thereafter, we split up again into a Premier Division and a First Division into Karika. So I'm, I'm positive as far as that's concerned. Our finances, yes, we are very, very much grateful to those that have assisted us. And Saru has played a massive role in terms of the funding that they've made available to us. As we speak, I am in the process of trying to determine from them what type of allocations they are going to do to us and all the other provinces for 2024. Um, there was a new funding model coming out, so I'm not too sure what that is going to be. But for now, I believe it's going to be an increase on what we've received from them in 2023 and 2022, which was an amount of approximately 12 million per year. The second part of it is we received um, about 6 million from the Nelson Mandela Bay Metro and uh, I, I want to state at this stage, I know that we've really uh, fostered and, and, and had very good relationships with them. They've always tried to assist us where we can, where they can, and we're very grateful to that. In fact, just last week we had a meeting with the Deputy Mayor, and last Wednesday was with the Deputy Mayor for about two hours, and we made certain more requests. And the feedback that we've received is very positive. So financially, those are the two main major funders as we speak. We're also obviously engaging with the provincial government and there was also some good positive news there, especially since we've signed the collaboration agreement with Border. So that includes the whole of the Eastern Cape 
But this funding is specifically there for women rugby because we really want to push them in 2024 as well. They are playing in the mainstream competition. And yeah, I, I'm also sure that we could, you know, once we are in with the, with the new SA Cup competition, that because of the exposure of the, the 10-man competition that I spoke of earlier on, the exposure which Supersport has brought into, that we can then go out and, and really knock on doors and, and go and get some additional sponsorship. So things are looking up. It's really looking up, honestly. Well, that's good news on which to finish the interview. We appreciate your time and best of luck in what's a very difficult role. He's the new acting president of Eastern Province Rugby, George Malchas. Have a good day. Thank you, George. Thank you, Darren. That was That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann.